Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast. I'm Conrad Olson, founder and editor-in-chief of Scandinavian Mind. This podcast is a bi-weekly show about the intersection of lifestyle and technology. Every Wednesday, we publish an in-depth interview with an innovator from the worlds of design, fashion, beauty, mobility, or tech. And every Friday, we publish a panel talk or other behind-the-scenes content from the world of Scandinavian Mind. Today, we are revisiting a talk I gave for Vocast, a brand-sharing platform based in Copenhagen, Denmark. Vocast asked me to come to talk about Scandinavian Mind and what fashion brands need to think about when entering the Stockholm market. I think there are some lessons to be learned here, including the strong culture around networking, why sustainability and diversity is so important for the Swedish consumer, and why content is king. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated on the latest news and learn about upcoming talks and events. Visit scandinavianmind.com slash newsletter. Here now, my talk about how to launch your brand in Stockholm. Enjoy. Thank you, Josefine and Ines. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, I have a bit of a sore throat, so hopefully my voice will, will be able to, to push through the, the, the coming 20 minutes or so I have uh, where I have the stage. Um, again, uh, super happy to be here talking about my work with, with Scandinavian Mind. I also think it's an exciting time to be a brand. We've all gone through uh, some hellish times the last year, but I think we sort of crossed the chasm of, of the pandemic and... Uh, there are some great opportunities ahead uh, and speaking both as an editor and, and as a sort of advisor as a, and a consultant to the fashion industry. I'm here to give you um, a bit of a, my personal recommendations. I will, I will talk a little bit about my um, background, my work with Scandinavian Mind, and I will end with a few tips and tricks of, of entering the Stockholm market from, from where I see it. Um, but again, I think it's an exciting time and I really think we should sort of try to, to move into summer here and, and early autumn with, with a positive mindset. Uh, our research shows that, um, you know, the pandemic has really shifted the consumer behavior in a lot of ways. And one of the things that is really notable is that people, consumers, are much more prone to test new brands, test new things. Um, it, it, I, so I think this is a great opportunity, especially for new brands entering a new market. There is an openness uh, uh, available right now. So if you are a tentative, if you are active, if you you know push through with great content, there is an opportunity to to reach out to the consumer, even if you are um, not present currently at the market. Um, so again, thank you so much to the Vocas team for for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to share a little bit about how we work with Scandinavian Mind, um, but just just for a brief background, my uh, you know professional life has been in the editorial space uh, pretty much uh, for the last 15, 20 years. I've been editor in chief of some of the major um, magazines. I was editor in chief for, for Plaza Magazine for many years, and its offshoot Plaza Woma, which was a men's title. 
I've also been working with uh, the interior space uh, quite a bit in, in, at Residence and Icon Magazine and so forth. Um, four years ago, I, I ventured out on my own, started my own company. It was then called Scandinavian Man. So it started as a, as a menswear uh, platform, uh, wanting to sort of bring in all the, um, uh, the, the Nordic or Scandinavian menswear brands under one platform. And we, for three years, we did a lot of uh, stuff. We published five magazines. We, we uh, did events all around the world. Um, uh, but our uh, sort of Corona story uh, is that uh, we were sitting at the beginning of, of 2020 with uh, three big major events scheduled for Italy uh, for the spring of 2020. So I was pretty, I think it was early on in Stockholm to realize this, this is not going to be uh, good. Uh, when when all our events got cancelled. So <clears throat> what we did last year, me and my team, uh, was basically to take the time to reflect, uh, take the time to evaluate, and um, really sort of take this as an opportunity to, to look forward. And what we did was we redesigned our uh, entire brand and uh, uh, emerged uh, in August of last year as uh, Scandinavian Mind. Um, so I, I'm going to show you just four simple slides for you guys to get a, a sense of what we do. I'm not going to bore you with, with a long lecture, uh, but hopefully this could, could be helpful. So the foundation of Scandinavian Mind is, is the ethos of bridging lifestyle and technology. And that, that is, is based on the analysis and the worldview that the world we come from, which is fashion, design, beauty, these sort of traditionally lifestyle industries, uh, are standing in front of a huge transformation or are in the midst of a huge transformation. And we can only tackle that transformation by adapting to new technologies and innovations. So that's the super simple analysis. Uh, we also see it from, from the other end of the spectrum. We, you know, in Sweden, we have a big startup community. There are a lot of investments being done and, and pretty much any new uh, uh, innovation that comes out on the market is a tech innovation. Uh, but, but this is an industry that still is very um, uh, engineer-driven. Uh, it's sort of very technocratic. And when these brands, when these services, brands and products enter the market, they need to become uh, lifestyle brands. They need to uh, create cultures around their products and services. Uh, they need to you know, attract a, a, you know, a, a, a very attractive audience. And they can only do that by you know, using some of the best practices from the lifestyle space. So this is where we saw the niche. This is where we saw the, the action is gonna happen and, and unfold in the next a few years in sort of the intersection of lifestyle and technology. And anyone who's gonna, who was able to tackle that in, in a good way is gonna be the survivors, gonna be the winners. Um, so what we did was we created a, a platform, um, you know, I, I, I'm an old print guy at heart. I love print magazines. I grew up wanting to be an editor of print magazines. Uh, so we still do uh, uh, print magazines, but I'm also, I, I love new technologies. I built my first website, you know, when I was 17. So, you know, I, I'm kind of a bit of a both. I'm kind of this heritage uh, media guy, but also uh, I'm, I'm on all the new um, social networks whenever they come out. I'm super curious about, about new things. So we try to sort of merge this into, into our platform. So what we do is basically we service uh, a niche audience, uh, um, basically the, the, you know, the, the, the top, tip of the spear kind of audience, the influencers, the opinion leaders, a lot of people working within these industries. We are not this broad magazine, broad platform that, that reaches a lot of consumers. 
a lot of the work that we do is within these industries. So, so it, in a way, you can call us kind of like a business-to-business -business platform. So the way we've constructed it is uh, we both have, uh, you know, a, a very um, active online editorial. This is the heart of the operation. We publish three newsletters uh, every week. We publish two podcasts, uh, multiple articles. Um, so, so this is where we live. Um, we also arrange a lot of events uh, for the past four years. We've done enormous amounts of events. We've also managed to do quite a lot of events during the, the uh, Corona pandemic. Most, you know, most of them uh, digitally, of course. And um, uh, what we've seen is, is, is a really a rise in the, the demand for good conversations and good online content. So we've, we've arranged our own conferences together with the, the Nordic Council of Ministries. We've helped some of the biggest uh, 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 global platforms like Pitti Uomo in, in Florence, Italy, and, and uh, Project and Magic shows in New York with, with online content. So we are very uh, used to doing... Uh, all types of you know design and fashion we pop-ups launch events vip dinners and that sort of thing so sometimes we kind of function as a as a, as a pr agency as well and uh, of course the, the printed magazines which we love which is is really uh, at the heart of our dna we publish twice a year uh, and we also publish uh, these sort of market outlooks and reports so the first report was called the new sustainable consumer it brings a lot of insights into uh, where the consumer is headed uh, we have some exciting new uh, uh, um, reports coming out this fall as well so just we we are truly believers in in this sort of 360 uh, uh, platform um, and I think this is, can be useful to think about as a brand as well you need to be present at, at very many different types of, of mediums uh, newsletters, social mediums, print events, whatever it may be I think your brand needs to to play a play a role. Uh, in multiple places in order to sort of succeed and reach out. So this is, this is very important for us. We spent a lot of time thinking about and constructing this and, and spent a lot of time uh, producing content on a daily basis. Um, so as a brand or an organization, we basically have uh, these three ways to, to collaborate with us. At the center, you have the, the media brand, which is basically like a traditional uh, a media collaboration. We do a lot of advertorials, native content. We produce a lot of uh, campaigns together with our, our partners. Um, we also have uh, a, a bit of a tongue-in-cheek named uh, service, which we call Platform as a Service. It's just a way for us to uh, describe that a lot of the work we do is on the institutional level. So we work with the Nordic Council of Ministries, we are the official media partner to Sweden's participation in the World Exhibition of Dubai. Um, uh, so we do a lot of sort of uh, uh, collaborations that spans over a longer lifetime, maybe like six months or something, where we do uh, events, talks, podcasts, uh, you know, uh, native content, uh, 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 social content, and so forth. And then we have uh, our, our uh, sort of content agency, which we, we run in parallel with, with, with Scandinavian Mind. And I, I, I wanted to bring this up, uh, you know, not to, to overly pitch myself, which I guess I'm doing, but, but there are some insights here, which I think you can bring with you. Uh, um, and I just wanted to share uh, the, the, the majority of what we do in, in helping brands with, with the challenges that they have is finding a way to, to reach out in as many uh, ways as possible um, you know, as relevant as possible with great consistency. 
and we call this content machine design. Um, so I think this relates to uh, the, the services that Vocast, uh, you know, uh, offers as well. That that's one having a good newsletter service, have a good way to to communicate with your audience. That's super important. But I think any like any small or big organization today, um, they they're they're looking for uh, you know it's just the the variety of ways to to serve your your audience is just staggering. So and you have to make conscious choices about where to um, be visible and, and what to write. So we always talk about, you know, you need to be creating content at a B plus, uh, quality with a plus, uh, consistency, uh, and, and, and basically drawing on all the lessons we, you know, learn and, 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 you know, stay updated on, uh, through our own platform with Scandinavian mind, we translate that into a service we call uh, content machine design. And just to go through it briefly, anyone who's interested in this, I'll, I'll be happy to send you this presentation afterwards. You can, you can go through this, but, but I think there are lessons uh, to, to learn here as, as uh, you know, for any brand. And we have a process, which is a sort of a, a super simple five-step uh, process uh, that's about sort of clarifying the basics, your brand values, your target audience, what, what type of resources you have. You need to conceptualize your key messages, you know, as a brand, as using products and services, uh, establishing the communication needs and wants. Uh, part three is the most important step, I would say. You have to define what platforms you need to be on. Um, you know, as a, as a brand today, you, you, you have at least three social medias you need to be present at, you know, with three or four different formats. And this is where it gets sort of, I get sweaty thinking about it, even myself for my own brand. You know, we, we're all in this situation where you need to be on Facebook, you need to be on Instagram, you need to be on perhaps LinkedIn or, or TikTok or, 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 or um, uh, any other, you know, social media. So you have to build this editorial universe and, and know, try to define where your audience is. I, probably for most people in this room right here, Instagram is, is the primary uh, tool, but there are many more uh, happening, especially for the younger audience in terms of TikTok, Snapchat is really coming, a, coming up again. Um, so there's, there's, there's a lot to be considered about there. And then as a fourth step, we define the content, the visual language, the tone of voice, but most importantly, try to define the pillar contents of your season. Don't just wake up every Monday morning, you know, scratching your head, thinking about what to, what to publish that week. Uh, be considerate about what messages you have for each season. Uh, create, you know, one or two or three main productions, could be films, could be lookbook shoots, could be, you know, uh, things for, for background in terms of uh, talking about your brand values or, or in, interviewing your CEO or, or designer. Try to do that ahead of each season and then distribute it over uh, over time, which which comes to the, the 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 final step, which is plan the distribution, create the production workflow, uh, assign roles and accountabilities, uh, create the content calendar so you know what's going to happen in the next few months, and uh, we we sometimes also help with with concrete distribution tools in which a cost is is one of them. Um, so I wanted to just bring you into this because this is a big part of our own world. It's a big part of what we do with Scandinavian Mind. It's a big part of what we help our clients with. Um, and, you know, we're not here to, to become um, the, the client's content production agency. That's not our end goal. We try to help them with setting up the, the structure so you're able to do this with consistency and be uh, present um, 
where your target audience is because it can't just be one thing it can't just be send one press release or uh you know create one advertise piece of advertising or something there's just a multitude of content that needs to be distributed um so that was that was that about scandinavian mind uh i'll be happy to, to talk more if you have questions about this but just going into working in Stockholm. I think uh, Josephine and, and Ines have been, uh, um, you know, establishing the, some key points uh, really well. Um, but I just wanted to bring you my three sort of top top things to think about. Uh, number one, network, network, network. It's all about network in Stockholm. You know, uh, you know. Speaking as an editor, which I've been for, for, you know, for well over 15 years. We all know each other. We all go to the same events, the same dinners. Uh, you know, many times we are friends in our free time as well. If 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 you're able as a brand to establish connection with one key stylist or one editor, that could just very well be the thread that you keep pulling on to enter the market. So I, I you know. I would advise anyone coming into this market, establish one relationship, invest a lot in finding that one relationship. It could, could be very well be a, an emerging talent. Don't try to, you know, uh, you know, find the Donya Lindstrom or Jonah by the first thing you do, you will get there eventually. Uh, just find someone who can be your uh, ambassador and sort of validate uh, your presence. Um, you know, work with seating, buy them lunch, uh, try to be, and try to be very personal and uh, authentic. I, I think that's, that's, that's key. Uh, don't try to be, sell them, just, you know, ask for advice. Uh, we're entering this market. I'm just really curious about uh, someone that, that can help us with, with uh, where we should go from here. I think a lot of influencers, editors would be happy to, to help. Uh, and if you give them, you know, a small fee or, or some free clothes or whatever, that could be just an entry point. But, but again, to, to, I, I would not advise any brand to just start pumping out press releases without having that person connection at some end of the spectrum, at some end of, 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 uh, of the arena here. So that, that's one, you know, Ines and Josephine has been into this as well, but I can't underscore this enough. That's why I, I, I say it three times in this point. <laughs> uh, number two, sustainability and diversity. I, you know, super important. This was very, very uh, um, uh, present in the sort of, you know, fashion community already before the pandemic. You know, Stockholm, we are the home of, of Greta Thunberg. Uh, we are the home of, of uh, uh, phenomenons like flug scam, fly shaming. Uh, you know, just before the pandemic, there was a huge Instagram account calling out influencers and others and, and really uh, evaluating their, their carbon emissions. Uh, so, you know, and, and we are in a very transparent era right now. So my advice to any brand going into this uh, try to be super transparent and thoughtful and, and authentic to whatever it is that you do do. And no one expects, we're all, we're all on this sort of path to sustainability together. We're, you know, no brand is the sustainable brand. No solution is the number one sustainable solution. But to show that you as a brand are aware of this issue, to show that you are making progress to, to be really transparent about the stuff that you actually do. Um, I think that's super important. These are questions you're gonna get from journalists and editors. 
if you look at, at, at some of the sort of covers of the big magazines, they, they have sort of eco-conscious specials all the time. It's very, very uh, um, present in the culture in Sweden. And with that, I think that the issue of diversity has grown really strong as well, especially in the uh, wake of the Black Lives Matter movement. I think we are at, was it the other day or, or we're coming up on the, the year anniversary of the death of George Floyd. We all remember uh, the, the enormous uh, uh, influence that had on culture last year. This is still very present in Stockholm, maybe not with everyone, but you're going to get questions around this. Um, so you know, just keep in mind, again, no brand, uh, no designer needs to have all the answers, uh, but be um, aware of that sort of the content that you produce, that you um, give away, the, the, the sort of the variety of the influencers that you decide to collaborate with, make sure they're not just from one uh, group of people. So that's sort of one of the key uh, lessons to, to learn. You, you don't want to recruit 10 influencers and have them all be, you know, uh, blonde and white and, and from you know, affluent suburbs of Stockholm. There's going to be a backlash to that. And, you know, again, on a positive note, there's so much exciting stuff happening, so much culture happening, there's so much interesting influencers and voices out there that are interested in collaborating and doing stuff. So it's not like, I think Ines and Josefina showed this in the presentation, there are a lot of great voices out there you can collaborate with. But uh, if you're not conscious about this, could create a huge backlash to your brand. So uh, uh, super important. And my last uh, uh, advice would be uh, to be content rich. Um, and what I mean by that, going back to, you know, what I talked to with the content machine design is you need to be able to provide content and, and play a role in your audience's uh, uh, life on a regular recurring basis. So um, this could be perhaps inform how you use the, the Vocast platform. Um, but I, I, I do think, I, I think it was interesting that, that uh, Gorian Lausiger said that if you be clear about your message and, and, and say one thing, it is it, a super good advice. Uh, you know, as an editor, when you get one email with the entire collection, here is the drop. This is the autumn winter 21 collection. Uh, and, and think that you're done communicating with that journalist or influencers. That's just the start of it. When I'm interested in your brand, I expect that there's going to be a collection of images and information somewhere. But what I do want from the brand is help me think about, uh, uh, help me think about your brand. Uh, give me angles. Show me one piece of garment that represents your brand. Show me one piece of story that, that represents what you stand for. Um, so sometimes perhaps do, do a few email send outs that are only about your values and, and the work that you do, uh, uh, you know, behind the brand, show the history of the brand, uh, uh, make the CEO or founder, designer or whoever become a voice of your brand. Uh, I think there is so much to be done. And I think we're in, in an era of, of sort of, it, it's just infinite content everywhere. So it's almost impossible to spam someone today. Uh, as that this is especially true for social media. Uh, you know, the way these platforms are constructed, especially Instagram and Facebook, is that if you have a following, you should be glad if you're reaching perhaps 10% of it, they do want you to uh, pay for your, your reach. 
Um, so what that means is if you uh, produce, you know, publish a lot of content with a lot of great angles and a lot of great uh, different types of pillar content, whether it be videos or, or lookbook shoots or, or behind the scenes content, whatever, uh, try to do a lot because you know not everything is going to reach your your following. And and uh, I, I always, you know, as an editor, I also like to be reminded of of brands. Um, you know, I, I, I get one email, I, I notice the brand and it just gets washed away from my inbox. I get another uh, email the next week with some really thoughtful uh, angle. Have you looked at this piece of garment? That's great. Now I get a little bit of another reminder, send something the next week, which is, which is even, even further developing the story. So I think this is, uh, is, is super important. And that's what I mean by, by being a, a content rich, it, 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 it you know, it, it gives it perhaps a lot of burden on, on your organizations and, and um, what you do, but I cannot stress this enough to be able to reach out and, and, and sort of through the, through all the noise, uh, through the jungle, um, try to find many different angles and, and, uh, and uh, you know, going back to what Gorian said, I think it was very thoughtful, be very clear sometimes just push one product that could be the whole thing that that, that, that cracks this uh, thing open uh, for you guys. Uh, okay, so I've been speaking nonstop for I don't know how long. Uh, this was pretty much my my, my three takes on, on coming into to Stockholm. Um, I'm happy to take any questions. Well, I have a question, Conrad. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned earlier an increased media uh, landscape, uh, fragmented media landscape. Yeah. And you mentioned how overwhelmed you are yourself with uh, the amount of social media platforms and just like different digital outlets that are out there uh, for brands to be able to like share their content. Um, in your opinion, how can brands nowadays navigate that fragmented media landscape? What's like for you the most efficient way to reach the right audience? Or would you say that it's better to just be present um, a little bit everywhere? Like, what's your take on that? Well, I, I think you have to be present at a lot of places, not everywhere, because if you have everywhere as your strategy, you're going to just burn out real quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think defining the, the really have a true, uh, honest uh, view of who your target audience is or who your target influencers are, or, uh, you know, really be super clear about that and just going for that. And that will inform um, which social media you should use, you know, maybe Pinterest is super strong with the type of product that you have. Um, it's probably going to be a lot of Instagram. I'm, I'm sure of it, but that, that will inform, uh, where you put your effort. And then just, again, I cannot stress this enough. Be very, very consistent with producing and publishing content, you know, do it on a recurring uh, basis. And so you probably need, you know, I think, all brands should probably have some kind of content editor, some kind of like a multi-talent in-house that can that can edit video, uh, uh, you know, audio, uh, you know, still life photography, write small captions. You know, when you do one one piece of of lookbook shoot or whatever, you can repurpose that into probably like a between fifty and hundred pieces of of, of social content, right? 
Yeah. But I mean, uh, 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 an Instagram stories is just 15 seconds, right? So that's just one piece of content. Mm -hmm. And if you're having one drop you're focusing on this week, with uh, one piece of outerwear or whatever it may be, it's raining in Stockholm right now. So thinking about, about rain jackets, uh, figure out a way to talk about that garment in, you know, 15 to 20 different posts. Um, and that gives you kind of like a focus in terms of your, your, uh, what you're communicating, but it also allows you to distribute it at, at, at many different uh, places at once. So, so uh, that would be my, my first uh, advice. All right. Yeah. Uh, so you're talking a lot about like uh, editorial magazines as brand themselves, which is a super exciting like development, but how should like brands themselves like follow along that development and interact with that and, yeah, what's your like take on that? Well, I think I think going back to I mean each brand there there is some kind of core story to to each brand each and every brand that's in this room there is a core story there is an you know uh, origin story there are some core values that you can fall back on and I think that will inform what type of content you can you can produce. I don't think you know I think we've moved in a direction where. A lot of the editorial um, responsibilities have moved from sort of traditional magazines onto other types of platforms where, but I think I see it more towards sort of e-commerce players doing their own sort of editorial work. And, and uh, I think if you are a sort of a kind of like a multi-brand store or we see it with Neta Potea and, and Luisa Villaroma just uh, hired a really top editor-in-chief to, to run their content operation. You know, if you're a multi-brand store, it's, it's easier for you to talk about trends and, and that type of stuff you can pull from different brands. I think for individual brands, I, I, yes, I do think you have to think about editorializing your content. Uh, I do think there's a lot of storytelling to be done. Your origin story, you should, you should you know, have you told it once for someone? That doesn't mean it shouldn't be told again. So come back to it in some regards each season and find ways to, 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 to talk about that. But just define your values uh, and, and find stories from them, I think would be the, the, the approach I would choose. Thank you. We actually have a question from Adelina and she asks, during these times of pandemic, if you are to launch your brand in the Swedish market, apart from influencer gifting or contact with media, are there any more specific techniques or channels to inform potential customers that this is the that this brand is is uh, what is is the store? Yeah, I guess uh, if so, that this brand is in these stores, basically. Yeah, I, I got it. Um, yes, I, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I think apart from from those three things, I think try to find, uh, uh, you know, going back to, to relationships, try to find individual relationships. I think you'd be surprised how much that will, will reward you over the long term, maybe even like the first couple of seasons. So, you know, we are in a situation now, most, you know, I think by September, probably most people in Sweden will be vaccinated. Already now, I know, you know, influencers and editors, they don't want anything more than just come out and, and just buy them lunch. They, they'd be happy to meet you, I think. Um, do it in a, in a respectful, secure manner. But, but I do think there's an opportunity and perhaps there is a greater opportunity 
because of the pandemic, because people are sort of sick of staying at home, uh, uh, writing all their, their stuff in front of the screen and, and talking on Zoom. So if you would just try to target like five or 10 people and invite them for a private lunch saying, I want to present my brand. I want to hear your take on it. Perhaps we can do something together. Be really sort of relaxed and personal. That would, that, I think that could uh, really play out over the long term. You will get some kind of, you know, if they like your brand, which, they, you know, if you, if you choose well, they probably do because you will choose uh, uh, individuals that, that are into your sort of stuff. Um, it will play out over the long term. They will talk about it with their friends. Their friends are also influencers or editors or work in the industry. And, you know, when you arrive, because I've been an editor-in-chief myself, don't go for the big kahunas right away, but when the editor will, you know, uh, make an assessment of your brand, they will, you know, reach to their assistant or their, their assistant editor or anyone else in their uh, uh, um, nearby space and ask, does anyone know this brand? And they will say, yes, they offered me lunch six months ago. They're really, really nice people. And that could be like the tipping point for writing about you in, in one of the major magazines. So it goes back to personal relationships. That's where I would start. I think there's an opportunity there right now. Um, but um, like bouncing off uh, on this question, actually, um, hopefully we'll at some point get out of this pandemic. Um, would you say that um, seeing how the current pandemic increased the need for digitization. Uh, where do you see this need for fashion brands in, in the few upcoming years, um, post uh, pandemic, basically? Well, I, I, it's a pretty broad question, but I would say that, that, you know, one of the keywords I've been thinking a lot about lately is, is the word hybrid. I think, I think, you know, people are biased towards black and white answers, sort of binary answers. That's why we see headlines that says it's the end of the office. We're never going back to the office or it's the death of, uh, of the flight, you know, aviation industry. We're never going to fly again. Of course, that's not true. It's going to be somewhere in between. So I think the numbers, the, the predictions are we're going to work, uh, you know, 30% from home uh, as opposed to 10%, which was pre-pandemic. So, you know, that's still a huge shift in terms of the amount of lunches and the amount of suits people will buy and, and that sort of thing. It will change how we live, how we, uh, you know, work out, what we wear at home and so forth. Um, so going back to your question, I think it, it puts a greater demand on brands to be digitally native as well. Even if you're a wholesale brand as well, you need to have your, your stuff in order. So, um, uh, it, it, you know, when it, when it comes to content, it's a, when it comes to digital, it's a lot about content. So when you communicate with uh, an influencer through the Vocast platform or through press releases, they will immediately go into your Instagram and see, is this a brand that I like? If that Instagram feed does not answer up to what you're promising in that press release, there's a disconnect that could damage your brand. So again, going back to, you need to see this as a, as a, you know, um, in a holistic way. Um, so that's, that's, you know, one short-term answer, one long-term answer, which I'm super excited about is the digitization of the whole fashion industry going into sort of digital skins and digital fashion and, and stuff like that. What happens when, you know, my daughter who's 10 and her generation, you know, grows up and she doesn't want physical clothes. She wants digital clothes for her Roblox character, but that's a different story perhaps, but I would, I would also, I could talk about that for ages. That's for next time. Yes, yeah. next webinar. Yes. 
Amazing. Thank you so much, Conrad, uh, for your insights. I've learned a lot, actually, uh, a lot that I didn't know about the Swedish market, but just in general, like in terms of content uh, production. Mm -hmm. I also agree that content is key. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Conrad Olson. This show was edited by Eric Sedin. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your preferred podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To get the latest news, insights and invites to upcoming events, sign up to our newsletter. Just go to ScandinavianMind.com to become part of our movement.